You're listening to Sky Aspects with Cleopatra Jade, a podcast about astrological topics, also full and new moons. Enjoy, guys. We have an overly jam-packed and transformative week full of planetary transits. This week has a bunch going on. Mercury's entering Cancer, allowing us to see the importance of learning emotional intelligence. Neptune will enter its retrograde motion, allowing us to look at things more realistically in our lives. Venus will make a few pre-retrograde shadow alignments throughout this week, giving us the opportunity to see what our Venus retrograde theme might be when it goes retrograde around July 23rd. The Sun and Mercury will make a plethora of alignments throughout this week, allowing us to work on ego issues and our internal dialogue along with an active week of communication and socialization. And the biggest kicker this week is that Uranus is going to make a bunch of alignments over these next seven days, which could create moments where we're having to expect the unexpected throughout this week. And with a week like this, the vibes on the graph are a mixed bag over the next seven days. Because of all the Mercury connections, mental energy will peak in valley throughout this week. From the 26th to the 28th, it will cross over ambitious energy, romantic energy, and some solitude energy. One thing to note, that solitude energy will be with us from the 27th all the way up until about the 1st of July. So with all this stuff mixed in in the first part of the week, we could feel energized. We could feel like getting things done. We could feel like we need to take care of a lot of situations in our lives. We can also feel ultra motivated. And this has a lot to do with some of the Mars stuff that's going on and Uranus stuff that's going on and sun stuff going on. Again, this week is very loaded in terms of crazy transits with a blend of some harmonious ones. Mental energy reaches its peak on the 29th and continues throughout the rest of the week. And at that point in time, it's going to intersect more solitude energy, good luck energy, romantic energy, social vibes, and emotional sensitivity, along with the ambitious vibes. The ambitious vibes, again, is one of those other energies that's going to be with us throughout the week because of the transits that we have. They are very high octane transits. Like I said, Uranus is involved throughout this week, so we will be getting things done that have been stuck and need to be resolved. But also there's moments for fun. There's moments for romance. There's moments for socializing. Even with that solitude energy, we might have moments where we need space to ourselves, or we might have moments where we're ignoring the fact that we need some time to ourselves and we're just going out and having an outlet to get away from the stressors that emotional sensitivity is causing throughout the weekend. But most of that solitude does taper off and dissipate as we get to the first and the second. So that need to go out again just to let off steam might feel necessary. But at least there's some jolly energy over the weekend, even with some of the harder stuff going on, because that fortune energy, that good luck energy, and that social energy is all contributed from the sun and Jupiter and Mercury coming together, bringing some harmony to our weekend at least. So yeah, this will be a colorful week for sure. Let's look at these next bunch of days and see what we can expect. As a reminder, don't forget to like and subscribe because it helps this channel grow. And if you'd like to support the work of this channel, you could do so by buying me a fresh cup of coffee. There's a link in the description box below. Monday has a bit of a unruly tone with two transits that could rev up our edgy side. Mars is going to make a square with Uranus, causing moments where we might be unnecessarily reckless. 
Venus is also going to square Uranus at the end of the week. And again, we have more Uranian transits other than those. So this is going to be a week where we feel keyed up more than normal. We might feel the need to make necessary alterations to situations with Mars and Uranus coming together. Mars is how we take action and go after what we want. Uranus is how we shift things in our lives. It's how we make alterations in our lives. It's how we shake things up. And so with an energy like this, we could feel more compelled than normal to change situations that aren't working for us. In other words, we might have the sudden impulse to make a shift to something that still needs more time to do what it's doing, or it's just something that's just not quite ready for us. It could be waiting for an answer in some form, and whether that be about a job, whether that be someone replying to a text message, or knowing the status about something, we could feel impulsive enough to make a decision that we probably shouldn't make, or take an action that we shouldn't take, and say the wrong thing, or do the wrong thing that might foil the situation. Because an energy like this tends to back fire anytime we rush something that's not ready to be pushed out into the world or ready for us to actually receive. An energy like this enunciates the need to let off steam, but it may come out in an unproductive manner. Sometimes this could be about engaging in risky behavior or acting in a reckless manner or just rebelling for the sake of rebelling against something. And because we're dealing with Mars, we are dealing with temperament and combined with Uranus, it could suddenly cause an eruption in terms of temper. So if we get irritated by something, we may react in a disproportionate manner because we're feeling edgy and irritable and racy and have a lot of built up tension. Uranus is about releasing built up things and built up tension. So with Mars, Mars being an activator, it can cause things to erupt that might have been brewing in you. And again, sometimes it's a bad reaction to something that might feel triggering over the next couple of days. Truly, this whole week has that vibe to it, especially with all the Uranus connections that other planets are making to Uranus. So it's something that we want to be mindful of. And on top of that, that same day, communication may feel power struggly because Mercury is making a quincunx with Pluto, which could create moments where we are dealing with people who feel superior, so they talk at you and not to you. An energy like this can pronounce a situation with those who have a superiority complex and lack a lot of insight about their behavior and the way that they speak to other people. And so it can be a day where we feel uncomfortable in conversations if we're dealing with those types that have a dominant personality. So it could be a draining couple of days of dealing with someone who commands attention and expects everybody to listen to their problems and maybe not listen to other people or give an even exchange in communication. Another way this can show up is it can trigger certain memories, it can trigger certain thoughts, and maybe it's a situation that got resolved already, but it tends to drudge up petty feelings. Pluto has a tendency to unearth things, and sometimes that could be things that we repress and things that we are motivated to forget for a while. And with that Mars-Uranus energy happening on that same day, this could be a day where we're bringing things up that may not be appropriate because they were resolved, and picking fights, bickering with other people as a result of this. It could also be a day of uncovering things that might feel somewhat uncomfortable in nature. But with these two alignments, it could truly be a day of dealing with high conflict people. So try your best to pick and choose your battles with these situations. 
on the 27th. Just as Mercury is moving away from that quincunx to Pluto, it shifts out of Gemini and moves into Cancer, which will change the mental and communicative tone from a cerebral chatty vibe to a more emotional and reflective vibe. So communication will take a more compassionate tone and mentally will be more inward looking when it comes down to our thought processes. So with this pairing, we could take on a more laid back approach when it comes down to our socializing, when it comes down to how we process data, and overall just be more contemplative in the way we approach life. So under this influence, conversations tend to slow down a bit and we take a moment to stop and listen. This is because of the emotionally intelligent and receptive nature of cancer. So it gives us an opportunity to sit down and consider others. It gives us the opportunity to listen to what other people have to say, but it also gives us a moment to pause and think about things in a thoughtful manner. In other words, instead of just blurting things out, we tend to consider how our words are affecting other people, causing this to be a time of being more respectful of others, being more thoughtful in the way we engage with others and considering their feelings in this interaction. So during this period, we could have the urge to connect on a deeper level with other people because we're being more receptive to what's going on with them. So it could give this feeling of genuinely wanting to consider what someone else is about, wanting to get to know someone if this is someone new that you're meeting. And also the people in your life that you currently know. This could be a time where you're wanting to foster deeper relationships with those people. So you're trying to really understand them beyond just surface level communication. Mercury in Cancer causes us to be less concerned with idle chatter and more concerned with profoundness and emotional connection in our social situations. And speaking of social, some of our attention, most of our attention might go on personal life things since cancer rules that sector of our chart. So our minds could go on fourth house themes since that is the house that cancer rules. With that, we could be concerned with improving our personal life by ensuring our domestic situation offers emotional security. This could be through the people that we live with in our home. Sometimes it's not a traditional family, although it could be family members that you live with. Sometimes this is a spouse. Sometimes this is roommate. But whoever you're sharing your dwelling with, this could be a period of creating harmony within that area. Continuing with personal life things, sometimes it's about our privacy and not just the people that we're living with. Cancer governs the most private sector of our chart. And so this could be a period where you're thinking of ways to not let everyone in, not let everyone know how the sauce is made. In a nutshell, not blaring all your business out there for the world to hear. And that may sound silly to some people, but there comes a point for a lot of people where they're realizing that telling everything to everyone is not really beneficial to them. Sometimes this is due to people putting their two cents in about what someone might be posting online or what someone might be sharing with them in conversation. Other times it could be that you have something good going on in your life or something awesome around the corner and maybe it's not best to share it with everyone until it's ready or it's completely in your hands or overall it's just not best to share it with certain people because it's just none of their business. And sometimes you just need to have things to yourself because other people can bring it down with their negativity and opinions or whatever else they might be spewing out. Cancer's opposite sign is Capricorn, which is about putting things up for public consumption and public opinion and public recognition. It's overall your public face. And with cancer being the opposite of that, this could be a period of practicing the art of concealment. Another Mercury and Cancer thing that we might do during this time is looking into the past. Cancerian energy governs the past, and so this could be a time where either you're doing some research into your past, doing some research into your origins, 
doing some research into your roots and how your family started. Another way to get mentally stimulated from the past is doing nostalgic things. So it could be a period of going back to activities that you enjoyed or losing yourself in a good documentary, losing yourself in a good archive and doing some research because you're interested in channeling your inner historian. It could also be a good time to go antiquing or going to garage sales because that has a lot to do with things that are from the past especially with antiquing because it's cool to have a piece of history in your home. If not the antiquing part, it could be a time of finding hidden treasures through thrifting or garage sales. Of course, there is a lower expression to this as there is any time a planet changes signs. And with Cancerian energy, we could think about the past in a way that's not so positive. And so in a lot of ways, this could bring up some past memories or past resentments, which might bubble over to the surface, which could create moments of emotionally lashing out. And because this is Cancerian energy, this could bring up issues with familial things, bringing in a dispute of time when it comes down to family situations. Because of the fluctuating nature of Cancer and and this sign being ruled by the moon, this Mercury is going to be deposited by the moon. We might have moments where we go through phases with our emotions and our thinking and processing and even communication because of the fluctuating nature of this energy. So there might be times where we feel off kilter and we're needing to ground ourselves in order to feel more sturdy. But even with the lower expressions of this energy, it is a fantastic Mercury to experience. Let's use this to get in touch with our sentimental side and form deeper connections with others. The next day on the 28th, the sun's going to make a semi-square with Uranus, which could create moments where we have a shaky sense of self. So an energy like this has two sides of the coin. On the one side of it, we could be dealing with personalities that are somewhat disruptive, that do things for shock value or do things that are rebellious because they think it looks cool and it gives them a nice ego boost. On the other hand, this could be one of those things where suddenly we're having a shakier sense of self. We're having more self-doubt all of a sudden, like it washes over over us or we're dealing with someone who's feeling like that and we're having to give them a pep talk of sorts. So a transit like this can bring out both sides of Uranus that isn't the most constructive. Even though Uranus is about not caring what others think, it does have a lower vibrational side to it where it's doing things for kicks because it does want a reaction. And on the other hand, it's self-consciousness and wounding from the past that has made someone feel self-conscious about themselves and how others view them. So if this is you feeling this way, try to bring as much balance your personality as you possibly can if you're on either side of the coin. And if you're dealing with other people, try to disengage from those looking for attention and try to motivate those who are worried about how they're coming across. On the 29th, we have a few alignments that are very constructive and one that may be problematic in some ways. The sun's going to make a trine with Saturn, giving us an opportunity to ground any ego issues that we might be dealing with. Also, since this is a trine with the sun, it puts Saturn in a position where it is moving faster in its retrograde. So Saturn being an outer planet, all the outer planets, when they have a trine with the sun, it puts them in and out of their retrograde. When it has it on the other end, it is slowing that planet down so that way it stations and goes, goes out of its retrograde motion. And on this end, we start speeding up from that stationing retrograde as it entered the retrograde and start putting the planet fully in its motion through the retrograde. But under this influence, it helps us gain a solider sense of self. It helps us feel more self-assured and more consistent in our confidence 
without dealing with the fluctuations that we might have dealt with the sun making that semi-square to Uranus, this could come in and mitigate some of that energy that we're feeling through the week. I mean, especially with all the other alignments going on, this could be a nice mitigating factor in terms of stabilizing our emotions, number one. And number two, helping us experience a more grounded sense of self. Also, an energy like this is great for receiving praise for the hard work we've put in. So if there's been any goals of yours or anything to do with your job or self-employment, this could be one of those times where you're getting that pat on the back for a job well done. And this could also help us gain the stamina we need to get our life together, to get things organized for ourselves. So hopefully this will mitigate some of the messiness that we've dealt with throughout the week. On that same day, Venus is going to make a trine with Chiron. And this is the first of three contacts we'll be getting from this retrograde alignment. Since Venus is in pre-shadow, any of the alignments it's making is going to be connected to that retrograde. And so with an energy like this, it could be about reevaluating how you experience relationships and the relationship with yourself. So this could be a time where you start working on gaining a better sense of self-worth. This could be a time where you're starting to see the value that you bring to your relationships. So over this retrograde, you might be working on self-respect. This could be about healing the parts of you that settles in relationships or feels like they need to people please in order to keep others around. So this could be a period of realizing that you deserve better and that at this point in your life, you can accept nothing less than the best when it comes down to your romantic situations and the relationship with yourself as well. The next time we'll see this alignment will be on August 14th and then on September 23rd as Venus is in its post-shadow period. So by that point in time, you may have more data, you will have more data points on what to do and how to move forward in your love life scenarios. And on that same day, we have more Venus connections. Mercury is going to make a semi-square with Venus. Now, this is only going to hit once. However, we will see this Mercury alignment connecting to Venus in different forms. And so whatever happens from this transit, we'll see come back up again around October 1st of 2023. And again, Venus will still be in post-shadow. And since this is so early in the pre-shadow, we'll see this alignment come up as we're like coming to a close with the Venus retrograde cycle. And that'll be in the form of a semi-sextile. An alignment like this can make us aware of superficial communication when it comes down to our romantic scenarios. So there could be moments where we're dealing with a person of interest or someone we're dating or some we're seriously committed to where we're not getting as much as we should be getting from the relationship itself. We're getting more surface level interactions from this person rather than something that's genuine and deep. In other disingenuous scenarios, there could be moments where we're dealing with someone who's buttering us up for something. So it could be a situation where someone's laying it on thick to get what they want. Another thing with this alignment is we could be dealing with exes from the past. This tends to bring up people from the past communication wise. This could be a situation where either was an ex or it was a love interest that fizzled out that's popping back up and the situation itself is not permanent it's just more or less one of those venus retrograde situations where you know people from the past pop back up and sometimes it gives a little bit of a resolution but not necessarily a permanent one and this could also show up as us needing validation or dealing with people who need more reassurance than we can give in a love life situation the next day on the 30th neptune is going into retrograde Neptune went into pre-shadow retrograde on March 9th. So think about what was occurring to you regarding Neptunian themes from this time. 
Have you slowly became more clear about foggy situations in your life? In other words, have there been situations that you've been in denial about or just weren't ready to look at or felt like they were being swept under the rug or just overall evasive situations that just were eluding you and you weren't able to get a complete answer on? Has this last three months been a period where you're starting to see the data points of these situations? Has this been a time where you've been setting limits with others or yourself? If we're being aspected by Neptune retrogrades, a lot of the times it shows us the importance of setting parameters with ourselves and with other people. Because sometimes that setting boundaries is with people, but other times it's also setting limits with ourselves. And if so, is this a period where you're seeing that you're able to navigate those situations? That way you're restricting behavior that might be self-sabotaging. Speaking of self-sabotage, is this a period where you're starting to become conscious of behavior and patterns that are creating scenarios of self-undoing? Sometimes this could come in the form of breaking addictive behaviors, working on escapism issues, which also falls in line with some addictive behaviors. Sometimes escapism isn't always alcohol or drugs. Sometimes it's through binge-watching shows. Sometimes it's through video games. Sometimes it's through people. But whatever the case is, it might be a time to understand why you're seeking avoidance. Curb that so you can move forward to better things in your life. Another self-sabotaging behavior we work on through Neptune retrogrades is self-abandonment, where we've been overly sacrificial and given so much of ourselves and not filled up our own cup. Neptune is where we lose ourselves and others and where we love unconditionally and give unconditionally. And as lovely as that sounds, sometimes that could be problematic if it's not balanced. So has this been a period where you're slowly starting to see how problematic that's become? And it's time to set limits with yourself and with others. This is another way those boundaries can come up. Also, it's a way of showing yourself some self-compassion and pouring as much unconditional love as you give to others to yourself and realizing that you deserve to take up space as well. Has this been a period where you're realizing that you can't give everyone the benefit of a doubt and that you need to understand that certain people's intentions may not be the same as yours? Because Neptune retrogrades have a way of revealing the truth to us, it could show us where we're not necessarily looking at people from a clear lens. It can show us where we're looking at people from rose-colored glasses. And so this could be a period where you're wanting to shift that behavior so that way you're only inviting the people in your life that have the best intentions for you. Has this been a time where you're needing to get realistic about love life situations? In other words, has this been a time where you're slowly seeing that you can no longer participate in relationships where someone's unavailable, whether that be emotionally and physically? This could be a period where you're working on that. And a lot of times because of the physical part of it, Neptune has a lot to do with unrequited love. And so there could be situations where someone's not available to you for various different reasons, whether it's because it's impossible for you guys to date for specific reasons or because the situation may create more strife or simply because the person is just emotionally unavailable and just not willing to budge. This could be a time to work on that so that way you're not getting into those types of relationships. Has this been a period where you're starting to awaken on a spiritual level? Has this been a time where you're getting connected to your metaphysical side? Neptune has a lot to do with the unquantifiable and the mystical nature of us. And so this might be a period where you're tapping into your higher consciousness 
or awakening spiritually or wanting to get back to spiritual practices that you might have left for various different reasons. Sometimes life gets in the way, sometimes other things get in the way and you're not able to practice the way you want. And so this might be a period where you're finding yourself getting back involved in that or maybe restoring your belief back into spirituality of some sorts. Neptune goes direct on December 6th of 2023 and will exit its post-shadow retrograde on March 25th, 2024. The signs that will be most affected by this retrograde motion will be the mutable modality. Also, early degrees of the cardinal modality. Since Neptune is finally getting the later degrees of being in Pisces, some of the cardinal modality will feel this a bit. So the mutable signs between 26 and 29 degrees of those placements, Gemini, Virgo, Sagittarius, and of course Pisces, will feel this retrograde more than others. And the very early part of the cardinal signs, Aries, Cancer, Libra, and Capricorn, between zero and two degrees of these zodiac positions, will feel this more than others. Now, this doesn't have to be your sun sign. You could have planetary positions in these signs, in these either later or early degrees of the signs I mentioned, or chart points within these degrees. And if so, this Neptune retrograde will have more of an effect on you. Otherwise, you'll feel it more on a collective stage, and we'll see a lot of Neptunian themes play out on a collective level, especially with it being in the late degrees of Pisces. There will definitely be a lot of shifts going on regarding Neptunian things in the world. On that same day, Mercury is going to make a trine with Saturn. So just like the Sun, Mercury is making this constructive alignment with Saturn, which could help us get back on track when it comes down to our communication and our thought processes. So we could feel more grounded than we have in the last couple of days. We can feel more mentally sound. We can feel as though we're able to get back on track with whatever we have going on, any long-term goals, any things that require us to be mentally focused. This may be the time where we're able to really do it and dig in on that Friday, despite the fact that Neptune is going retrograde on that same day, because we also have some more constructive alignments involving Mercury and the Sun and Jupiter, with Mars thrown in for good measure that may be a little complicated, but still it does bring in a tone that promotes a ton of mental sharpness. So on the next day, on the 1st, the Sun and Mercury are going to be in a sextile with Jupiter, but also in a semi-square with Mars. One thing to note, that semi-sextile with Mars, it happens to be fun connected to the Sun. With Mercury, it can be useful because it helps us assert ourselves. At the same time, it brings in a reckless tone. It also brings in an adventurous tone. And with the other mitigating factors of the trine with Saturn, along with the Sun conjunct Mercury and Jupiter being in that sextile with the Sun and Mercury, it can help with that Mars thing and take some of the sting out of the air with that Mars energy. So not only could this help us feel mentally alert again, this could also help us feel as though we had the bandwidth to socialize. Like I was saying with the vibes on the graph, some of that solitude energy starts dropping as we get to the first and the second. And so we may feel like returning back to our social activities. We may feel as though we can receive other people. We also feel like we're just in the mood to have conversations. We're in the mood to have profound conversations. We're in the mood to have comical conversations or talk about philosophy, especially with the Jupiter stuff. We may also feel the need to take some action on some fortunate moments. So we might be on the lookout for lucky opportunities. That good luck energy was spiking up through the weekend and a lot of it has to do with these connections that are all forming from the Sun and Mercury with the Jupiter stuff and the Saturn stuff and that Saturn energy brings
brings in some nice grounding so that way we go through whatever plans and goals that we have. So this brings about a lot of constructiveness throughout this weekend and it's going to be necessary because the second brings in a Venus square with Uranus situation that could create some unpredictable moments relationship wise and with finances. Not only is this the fourth alignment to Uranus through this week from the other planets but this is the third alignment for the Venus retrograde cycle. A transit like this is problematic enough on its own, but it being connected to Venus retrograde, it can really rev up certain situations that we just aren't intending on. And because this will hit three times, we'll have three opportunities to look at these situations and resolve it in any way we can. So with Venus and Uranus in a complicated alignment like this, it enunciates the urge to make alterations to things to do with relationships and finances. So if you're in a situation where you're feeling stuck if you're in a situation where you know possibly you're feeling bored or the relationship in itself is repressive the job in itself is repressive you may have the urge to make a change a swift change and change that might result in upheaval and so anytime this alignment comes up I always tell people try to really fight the urge to do something impulsive I know that sometimes you got to do what you got to do and sometimes you know what we just can't do the logical thing we can't do the strategical thing because we need to make that change immediately however with an alignment like this sometimes we end up dealing with backlash because of it so really be mindful about making changes especially with it being a Venus retrograde and this only being the first hit in the pre-shadow we don't have all the data points we need to know to get through the situation itself so it's really good to try to sit on that urge to make that change before you make those changes right away also this is the alignment where if you make certain changes to your appearance it doesn't go the way you intended and with Venus being in retrograde and Venus being about how we adorn ourselves and Uranus being connected to trend setting and things like that you just want to make sure you're not doing anything too crazy when it comes down down to shifting your appearance you know any alterations or anything you're going to do with that make sure it's stuff you've already done because introducing anything new into a retrograde cycle it causes things that we just don't intend so it could be unintended results with your hair your clothes your makeup whatever may have you and some of those things may not seem costly but you know it's just not something that you want to end up regretting later on but an alignment like this really makes us feel on pins and needles and like something is holding us back and we just got to break free and bust loose and if you're feeling like that really try to wait if you have the luxury to before you make those changes because again we have two more hits after this which will give us more insight onto how to approach these situations correctly and constructively. The next time we'll see this alignment will be on August 9th, and then the last one will be on September 29th as Venus is in the post-shadow. So at those points in times, we'll have more information on how to resolve these scenarios in our life. So yeah, what a week, what a loaded week, like I said earlier. And so hopefully you guys are able to navigate it the best way you can. Anyway, I hope you all have the best week ever later and see you in the next episode.